Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks just dispensed a really intriguing offer to a prospect that might have just become the most important target on the Gamecocks 2024 recruiting board. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank y'all so much, as always, for making the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast your first listen or watch for your team every day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football team are currently in the midst of their week six bye week, which means that there's no game that has to be played on Saturday, which also means that they can now allot some of their time to some other duties and responsibilities, such as recruiting. And the Gamecocks did something very intriguing on Wednesday night when it comes to the recruiting front. They dispensed an offer to in-state wide receiver prospect and current Tennessee commit Braylon Staley, who now, in my opinion, is by far the most important target remaining in the 2024 cycle for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. Why is he the most important target now on their board? Well, Braylon Staley has the chance to be a really solid college player, which I'll dive more into in just a little bit, at a position of great need for South Carolina. We all saw what all took place against the Tennessee Volunteers, ironically enough, this past weekend in Knoxville. Obviously, it was a very ugly game for South Carolina, where the defense could not stop the run game to save their life that night, and offensively, South Carolina just seemed to never be able to get into a rhythm. And part of the reason why that happened was because this group of wide receivers could not get the job done. They could not get separation at all against a Tennessee secondary that, in some of our minds, we thought was ripe for the picking in this football game. But the Volunteers, to their credit, they came up with a good game plan to try and slow down Xavier Leggett by basically doubling him in zone coverage all night and telling the South Carolina Gamecocks, we don't think you have any other wide receivers on your roster that can beat us consistently in one-on-one matchups. And as it turned out, they were right. So what does that mean for the Gamecocks? It means you've got to bring in some game-changing wide receivers. Obviously, right now, South Carolina does not have Juice Wells. Maybe he's a guy that could come back this season, and who knows, next season, if he feels like his draft stock took a little bit of a hit from his injury. You are bringing in Amazio Bennett in this current 2024 class, a kid that I think has a chance to make an instant impact as a true freshman. And now, you're looking at a guy like Braylon Staley, who could come in and also potentially make an immediate impact and help replenish some of the guaranteed losses that you're going to have on offense at the end of this season. Because South Carolina, they're going to lose players like Xavier Leggett, Amarian Brown, Titan Trey Knox, and Eddie Lewis, along with possibly Juice Wells. That leaves your room looking like this. Omega Blake, Nicholas Harper, Mazio Bennett, 
Tyshawn Russell, and even Luke Doty. That is basically your wide receiver room at this point in time. Now, obviously, some of those guys offer a ton of potential, but the key word there is potential. There's a lack of proven players at this position when you take out all the guys that are going to be leaving, plus Juice Wells, who could leave after this season. And so that makes Braylon Staley's recruitment now all the more important here for South Carolina now that they've officially thrown their hat in the ring, now that they have finally dispensed an offer to the Aiken native. He is an in-state kid, by the way. So, obviously, if you're South Carolina, you like to pride yourself on defending your home state, especially when it comes to kids that you want in your class. And as of right now, Braylon Staley, he is slated to play for a budding SEC rival for the Gamecocks in the Tennessee Volunteers. Which leads us into the next question. Can South Carolina flip Braylon Staley from Tennessee by the end of this recruiting process? I'll dive into that question a little bit deeper in just a few moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Now, Shane Beamer and this staff, they're obviously aiming to try to win championships here in Columbia. And a few weeks into the 2023 season, They've really figured out where some of the holes currently lie on this roster. In essence, what positions they need to improve. And the same kind of deal can be said for your vehicle. Because you need all of the parts to fit right in order for your vehicle to operate efficiently to get you from point A to point B. So the next time you need parts and or accessories for your vehicle, head on over to eBay Motors. eBay Motors has this thing called eBay Guaranteed Fit, where you can be sure that every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or you'll get your money back. They have over 122 million parts to choose from. So eBay Motors, by far, is the best place for you to go shopping for your car part needs. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make us your first watch on YouTube or your first listen wherever you get your audio podcast daily. Now, as far as Raylan Staley's commitment status to Tennessee is concerned, I do believe that South Carolina can flip Braylon Staley to their side by the end of this recruiting cycle. However, I don't think it's going to necessarily happen overnight. When I look at Braylon Staley's recruitment to this point, I kind of relate it back to what all happened with Lenore Sellers in the 2023 recruiting cycle. As we all can remember, Lenore Sellers was a longtime commit to the Syracuse Orange, and he was a kid that for the longest time, he did not have an offer from South Carolina. As a matter of fact, he did not receive an offer from Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks until, I believe, about mid to late November, around a month or so before the early National Signing Day period took place in mid-December. 
So the Gamecocks waited a very long time before finally offering Lenore Sellers, part of the reason because they wanted to see how he played his senior season at South Lawrence High School after dealing with that non-throwing shoulder injury that he had the previous year, arm or shoulder injury, either or. And the same deals kind of happened here with Braylon Staley. Braylon Staley was a guy that this Gamecock coaching staff wanted to see in action a little bit more before they went out and dispensed an offer to him. And now that we're a few weeks into this current football season, they've clearly seen enough to where they now are trying to get him in their class. So, why could South Carolina flip Braylon Staley to their recruiting class? Well, Braylon Staley, first of all, is an in-state prospect. And in my opinion right now, when the Gamecocks want a kid from the state of South Carolina, they're going to get him one way or another. They did so with the North Sellers this past recruiting cycle. They did so with Mazio Bennett about 8, 9, 10 months ago when he was originally committed to, ironically enough, the Tennessee Volunteers. And they've obviously just absolutely ransacked the state over the past year or two when it comes to racking up all the top talent within their state's borders. Braylon Staley is sort of the most high-profile kid, honestly, that's kind of gotten away from South Carolina, a kid that the staff really and desperately wanted. But obviously, there's still a long ways to go here. And here's the other thing. You know that Braylon Staley, whether it's fair or not to him, he is going to hear from a lot of people in his area, a lot of people that are going to want Braylon Staley to stay home and play for South Carolina. And the Gamecocks do have a pretty big factor going their way in terms of the driving distance. If Braylon Staley were to go from Aiken to Williams-Brice Stadium, or maybe his family within the town's limits goes from Aiken to Williams-Brice Stadium, it's only going to be an hour-long drive. If Braylon Staley goes to Knoxville, that's going to be four and a half hours away from his hometown. That's a three and a half hour driving distance difference right there. That, in my opinion, can play a big deal if his family all want to be able to watch him play college ball. Here's another factor that I don't think is going to get talked about as much, but I do think is something to maybe monitor in terms of his final decision here. There was a certain point in Braylon Staley's recruitment where the Clemson Tigers were pushing really hard to get him. He was one of their top targets on their board, and for a while, it kind of seemed like that Braylon Staley was actually going to commit to Clemson. But then, the summertime came around, and Clemson had their one-weekend cookout ordeal, and they wound up getting two commits from like a highly-rated four-star prospect and a five-star rated wide receiver. And so, when that happened, apparently, those guys filled up their slots at wide receiver, and they basically let Braylon Staley know that they were not taking any more receivers in their class. And so, Braylon Staley, he basically kind of got the door shut on him in terms of being able to join their recruiting class. These kids do not forget that kind of stuff. And now, sure... Someone could very well play devil's advocate here and also bring up, well, Andrew, it also took South Carolina how many months to finally offer him? It's a fair point right there. But at least South Carolina did not offer this kid ahead of time and then basically just dash away any hopes that he had of being able to join their recruiting class. Clemson, on the other hand, that was kind of the way that they handled it. 
And so, for Braylon Staley, there might be a part of him that, long-term, would like to get back at Clemson. If he plays at Tennessee, unless they play each other in a bowl game, or maybe an expanded college football playoff, he's never going to get that opportunity. But if he stays within the state's borders and plays for South Carolina, he's going to get to play them every single year. There might be a chance that that doesn't matter at all to Braylon Staley, but I don't think that's the case. If you're a real competitor at this kind of level when it comes to athletics, little stuff like that gnaws at you 24-7. And I could see Braylon Staley partly committing to South Carolina, flipping to the Gamecocks, because he wants to have a chance to get back at Clemson for what all happened this past summer. I'm not trying to say Clemson did him dirty, but obviously, when you're leaning towards going there, and then again, those slots get filled up, and they basically just tell you, hey, listen, we did like you a whole lot, but um, we got no more room, sorry. In that essence, that lingers, that hurts. That hurts when you're a kid in Braylon Staley's shoes that has so many big-time offers to go and play football wherever he wants to play football at, and the school that you might be leaning to does that. So I could very well see that playing a role in his final decision at the end of the day. That's my overall point. So you combine that with him being an in-state prospect and seeing how the Lenore Sellers recruitment played out, I definitely think that there is a good chance, a realistic possibility, that South Carolina can flip Braylon Staley from the Volunteers and into their 2024 recruiting class at the end of the day. Now, the final question that some of y'all may have about Braylon Staley is, Andrew, will you talk so much about him in terms of his recruitment and also why he's important, but you haven't told us a word about the kind of game that he has. Well, don't worry. I'm going to go over his skill set and what his main strengths are in just a couple moments after these messages. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day in just 30 minutes. Now let's break down the game of in-state wide receiver prospect and newly minted South Carolina offer, Braylon Staley. If I had to describe Braylon Staley as a prospect in one sentence, I would say that Braylon Staley is a drive extender. This is a guy that is going to help out his football team when it comes to third downs and when it also comes to making something out of nothing. Essentially, maybe taking a screen pass and turning it into a 8-plus yard gain. He's not going to do a lot of flashy things on the football field. Braylon Staley is not going to be a guy that's going to be necessarily a home run threat every time he touches the football. Braylon Staley does a lot of little things right. He excels at a lot of the finer nuances of the wide receiver position, such as route running. In terms of him being a high school football player right now, Braylon Staley is very advanced when it comes to his route running ability. He can thread through areas with multiple defenders. He's got great spatial awareness. 
he understands sort of how he needs to finish off his route in order to make sure that he does not move any closer to a particular defender in his area. In order to give his quarterback the best chance to throw the football in an area where only he can get it. He's very good in that aspect of his game. And that footwork that he has when it comes to his route running, it carries over into his agility and his elusiveness. Again, this is not a guy that's going to necessarily maybe juke out half of a defensive unit out there, but he is a guy that has a little bit of a subtle wiggle to him, and he can juke out a nearby defender right after catching the football and get himself a bunch of yards after the catch because of that. Makes him especially dangerous when he is, again, catching a screen pass out on the perimeter. Braylon Staley is also a receiver that is very lanky. He's very lanky, especially for a guy that is listed by his recruiting profiles as a six-foot-tall wide receiver. But even though he is quite lengthy, he has really good body control. This is not a kid that falls to the ground very easily. Sure, if you square him up and fundamentally tackle him the right way, then he can go down you know, after a couple yards. But he does not trip up with arm tackle attempts. He also can shed tacklers if they do not square him up properly. So Braylon Staley is a guy that, again, just does not go down very easily. So he can get yards after contact as well. He's also a guy that has really good vision after the catch. This is a kid that is very smart and very aware when it comes to pursuit angles of defenders. Knowing how he needs to attack the open field in order to give himself the best chance to get the greatest output on a particular play. Taking a play that might go for some people 12-15 yards, and instead going 40-50 plus yards and turning it into a touchdown. And you pair that up with his really good short field acceleration. Braylon Staley, again, is a guy that can take something like a shallow cross or a drag route, and he can turn it to a 20-30 plus yard play. An explosive play that brings his offense maybe to around midfield or maybe puts his team in the opposing team's red zone area. His top line speed is not exactly fantastic. He's not a guy that's going to run 4-4 or maybe even 4-5 in terms of his 40-yard dash time. But again, he is a guy that has really good short field acceleration and can hit a second gear when he needs to. So... To summarize everything I just said, again, Braylon Staley, he is not necessarily a flashy wide receiver. He is not by any means a Tyreek Hill who can literally just score a touchdown anytime he touches the football. But Braylon Staley, in terms of him being a wide receiver, some of y'all are going to hate this comparison just because of who this guy played for, but I liken him to being a Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro... He did not wow people in terms of his sheer athleticism when he played at Clemson. But you know why Hunter Renfro was such a vital part of that football team for all the years that he was there? Because when Clemson needed to convert a critical third down play, Hunter Renfro always found a way to get himself open because of his great route running and his great footwork and really reliable hands. That is in essence what Braylon Staley is going to be for whoever he plays for at the collegiate level. And for South Carolina, again, you go back to the Tennessee game this past week. 
South Carolina had 15 third down attempts on offense. They only converted two of them. South Carolina just does not have a guy in the receiving core right now where when you need a play to be made, they're going to go out there and they're going to make that play happen. They just don't have that kind of receiver. If they are able to flip Braylon Staley from Tennessee and into their class, they all of a sudden now have their man when it comes to third down plays. When it comes to being a route running specialist in the slot. For the next three to four years, Justin Stepp, Dow Loggins, and South Carolina's offense would not have to worry about that because Braylon Staley would slide into that role perfectly. There's a reason why teams like Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and plenty of others have offered this kid to this point in his recruitment because everybody else sees the exact same thing. They see a kid that is going to make plays that can help you win drives, win football games, and maybe even win championships. He's the kind of receiver that every single football team that hopes to contend for titles has to have. And so if you're South Carolina facing a wide receiver room that is getting ready to have a mass exodus of football players that desperately needs to be restocked in terms of talent, Nicholas Harper, should he pan out, should he develop the way we all hope he does, can obviously help you out. Mazio Bennett, I think, is also a great piece that's going to be added to this room. But you can't have just those two guys. And you also, again, can't just bank on going to the transfer portal every year and getting a guy like a Juice Wells. That's just not realistic. So when you have a kid like Braylon Staley in your home state, within your state borders, you got to go get that kid. So it's a good thing Safcon's offered him. And for their sake, if Braylon Staley listens to them, I could still see them flipping him. And if they do flip him, they would get a kid that would be a game changer for him in this wide receiver room. So with all that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are y'all's thoughts on Braylon Staley and just how important he is as a target for South Carolina in this 2024 cycle? Do you think that the Gamecocks can flip Braylon Staley from the Tennessee Volunteers? And lastly, if you watch Braylon Staley's film, what do you think of his overall game? Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or shoot a direct message on Twitter at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. Once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. As always, have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.